Today is Sunday, June 6, 2021. On this day in 2005, the Supreme Court found that federal agents were justified in destroying a California resident's medical marijuana garden. The ruling deferred to federal power over the rights of individual states in the war on drugs. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from ParCast. Today we're covering the day the U.S. Supreme Court decided on the historic Gonzalez v. Rach case. The verdict had a major impact on drug laws in the United States for years to come. Let's go back to the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C. on June 6, 2005. Angel Rach and Diane Monson took their lawsuit to the top of the American justice system. They hoped to push the judges to make a historic change to the country's drug laws. But as things unfolded, the trial got away from them. Soon, they started to worry their case would set the national conversation on drugs back decades. At the center of the fight was a confrontation with police in 2002. That year, Diane called Angel to tell her California State Police were at her house searching for marijuana plants. When she arrived at home, Angel decided she wasn't going to deny the accusations. She willingly led the police to the garden out back where she and Diane were cultivating six pot plants. Although cannabis was still a national controlled substance, Angel wasn't worried about getting in trouble. She was protected under California law. Since the Compassionate Use Act of 1996 was passed, medical marijuana was legal in California. Angel had a prescription after a car accident left her in constant pain. As long as she and her friend Diane were cultivating their plants for their medical needs, they operated within the law. The state police checked out the women's paperwork and decided Angel and Diane were acting legally. They thanked them for their time and departed. But the next time authorities came knocking, things didn't go so well. On August 15, 2002, authorities barged into Diane's property again. This time, the state police brought along federal agents working for the DEA. Diane was furious. She said she'd already cooperated with investigators. The lead agent responded they were aware the state police cleared her garden. In California, medical marijuana was legal, but under the 1970 Controlled Substances Act, growing cannabis was still classified as a federal crime. Agents torched the six plants and marched back to their vehicles. Diane called Angel and said she was sorry, but there was nothing they could do. Angel, however, wasn't going to back down. Less than two months later, on October 9th, 2002, she and Diane filed suit against the U.S. government. They won a victory a year later at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The judge found that the federal agent's seizure and destruction of Diane's plants was unconstitutional. They'd won their first fight, but they weren't satisfied. Just as federal lawmakers tried to make an example out of them, Angel and Diane wanted to press the government. 
They sued Alberto Gonzalez, the attorney general under President George W. Bush. They hope to score a major victory on the national stage and decriminalize what they saw as a harmless medicinal drug. But this time, they picked a fight they just couldn't win. While Angel felt good about her chances, the U.S. government fought on a much grander scale. Its attorneys argued that it was perfectly legal in the state of California to smoke or otherwise ingest medical marijuana, but growing the plants was more complicated and therefore no longer a state issue. The government claimed that cultivated marijuana was all but assured to cross state lines. While cannabis was a legal medicine in 11 states at the time, it was still illegal in the overwhelming majority of places. On June 6, 2005, the Supreme Court decided the case. In a 6-3 to majority, it decided that Congress had operated within its rights to prosecute marijuana cultivators across all states. Angel and Diane were stunned. Their gambit had blown up in their faces, and their hopes of decriminalizing marijuana went up in smoke. Up next, the nation changes its mind on cannabis criminalization. The worst serial killer. The creepiest cult. The most outrageous con. If you're a true crime fan, you've probably pondered these things. Well, now you can get answers, or at least some passionate opinions. Every week on our podcast, Crime Countdown, my co-host Ash and I rank 10 unsettling crimes centered around a common theme, debating each case with just a hint of humor to lighten the mood. Elena and I may not be experts, and we may not always agree, but we're counting down anyway. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Crime Countdown. Listen free on Spotify. Now back to the story. On June 6, 2005, the U.S. Supreme Court decided on the case of Gonzalez v. Raich. They ruled federal agents had acted lawfully when they destroyed marijuana plants owned by Angel Raich and Diane Monson three years earlier. Despite Angel and Diane living in California, where medical marijuana was legal, the court found that growing cannabis was still a federal crime. Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez believed people cultivating cannabis in decriminalized states would spread the controlled substance to other regions. The case was decided during the height of the U.S. War on Drugs. Commanding the troops was the Director of National Drug Control Policy, John P. Walters. The Bush administration reported that during his tenure, Walters aggressively chopped teen pot use by 25 percent and harder drugs by 50 percent across the country. Although he was winning some battles, the war was proving devastating to everyday citizens. Under Walter's watch, black Americans were almost four times more likely to be arrested for drug charges than whites, despite a virtually equal usage rate. Since Walters was determined to shut marijuana cultivation down, things were always set against Angel and Diane. But Angel, as always, refused to comply. Diagnosed with an inoperable tumor, she stated that she would die if she stopped using cannabis and vowed to continue using and fighting for her rights as a California resident. 
While she taunted officials with civil disobedience, cannabis continued to be the nation's most tightly restricted drug. But the end of the decade saw major changes in national attitudes toward the drug. In 2006, Attorney General Gonzalez quietly fired at least nine U.S. lawyers with little explanation. Critics claimed the firings were politically motivated. They claimed that he repeatedly lied to Congress during his career. Despite the president's public support, on August 27, 2007, Gonzalez resigned. In the years afterward, President Barack Obama appointed Eric Holder as the 42nd Attorney General. Together, Obama and Holder announced they would ease up on targeting medical marijuana users. Their main goals were prosecuting higher-level drug runners, money launderers, and people who abused state laws to cover their illegal operations. While many groups championed the change, others weren't so happy. Representative Lamar Smith argued that this decision undermined federal rulings, like Gonzalez v. Raich. He said that drug runners would prosper if the law didn't target their biggest moneymaker, marijuana. Today, a majority of states have some type of access to cannabis, be it recreational or medicinal. Many have shifted toward complete decriminalization. But the war on drugs has left a deep scar. A disproportionate number of Black and Latino Americans are still serving time in prison or holding criminal records due to drugs that were since legalized. For those veterans, the war still hasn't ended. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 